I do that almost every time we start a podcast. And you know, my dad does that with every voicemail, every single voicemail. <laughs> and I, I'll have to like patch some of them into this podcast. It's, hey, Jen, it's dad. It's Monday at 7.27 p.m. Hey, Jen, every, every voicemail. And so I think that's where I, that's how things are supposed to begin. Yeah. The date and the time. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, so I always know, even though, you know, now with voicemail, it tells you like (laughs) when that dad sell 727 PM, here's a transcript, but I kind of like having them. I like listening to them like all in a row or just like, Hey Jen, Hey Jen, Hey Jen. I like it. So thanks for your voicemails, dad. Anyway, we are, uh, done with another week. Yes. It's been a another week. wild week. Yeah, yeah. It has been. So getting ready for the weekend. I am, every time I talk about it, I feel like overwhelmed of all the stuff I haven't done yet. But my sister is turning 30. Woo-woo. So I'm throwing her a birthday party, a funeral for her youth. And I have bought anything that would come in the color black, anything. And uh, I am uh, going to cover my whole house in black and throw her a party and then black icing because we didn't have that whole discussion about yeah apparently black icing tastes bad yeah i I think it's because they have to put so much color in it to get it to turn that dark Mm. and then it turns your mouth blue turns Um, your poop green turns your poop green and it like everybody's tongues will be blue yeah i think i think it's just strong because it has so much gel color yeah i ordered so i ordered an entire black cake it's a half sheet all black except for a couple white roses because I was like that's a little spooky and some white writing and I have to go pick that up tomorrow so I'm glad we're talking about this because it's, it's a me mental reminder. making it to do I'm supposed to one of my goals that I set for myself just I was like this is a new goal for me is to not make a I speak like we'll list out things like I'm just at home I'll be like all right Heather so today I have to mop the floor and this and that and da 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 and I'll list it and she's like why? I don't understand why, why you, you do that this? Um, so I'm trying not to do that, but here I am. I just have a lot to do and there's pe- lots of people coming and my dad's coming. Um, and he, uh, is very, he, I just like for things to be very clean when my dad's around because my dad like cleans before the cleaners come at his house. So he's I'm like very clean. Like, I get that. I'm, I'm with him. Yeah. And so he, uh, he's going to be there and I bought a ton of black lipstick and a bunch of uh, veils to go over people's faces and just all the things. I'm excited to see the pictures. Unfortunately, I can't make it, but I can't wait to see all yeah. the pictures. Though I am slightly sad I won't have a giant blue mouth because I always enjoy it. I know. I'll bring you a piece of black All right. Cake. Sounds good. Because um, I ordered it too big, of course. Even when I was ordering it, ordering I was like, too much? yeah, don't do too much. I'm also super excited because I had made a plan to cook all this food. I've been watching all these tasty videos and I was like, I'm going to make this and this and this. And then the other day I was, I don't know what I was doing, but I was like, Oh my God, why am I cooking when literally all Katie ever wants is Taco Bell? So why would I cook when I could just go buy a ton of Taco Bell? Probably spend less money than you would have spent. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to buy so excited. a ton of Taco Bell. It's like Bell. the Whataburger thing at um, Homecoming or prom that you yes. did, but with Taco Bell. Yeah. It's, I mean, why? Why, am I, why have I not been catering with fast food for every party I've ever thrown? It's just better. And there's so there was this Taco Bell commercial. I don't know if you remember. When they started doing that Taco Bell late at night, and um, it 
like played this like medieval music and they were all like it looked like they were in like a grand hall do you remember that no i don't i I don't probably no one does because it's i don't know why i was obsessed with it every time it came on i was like oh, i love this taco bell commercial um and so i was like that it fits in perfectly I don't know. I, I'm excited, though. You have to find the YouTube video of that Taco Bell yes. commercial to do as an intro. Like, in, like I she will comes in. 100% find that and share it with everybody, too, because it's really cool. And I was going to make a video of pictures of her as a kid, um, and I still might do, like, a creepy video. That's a lot of work, though. I know. Well, I made one for her wedding, so um, all I have to do is cut out all the pictures of her ex-husband and voila done done, done. and done <laughs> so I've, I've already put the work in i just have to now go remove go and edit remove the the problem and now there Pretty we good. go so that's my weekend so we haven't done an episode for the last little bit we had some our producer has been going away for work a lot so he hasn't been editing and so we've missed weekends and then what not this past weekend but the weekend before I was in D.C., mm-hmm. and so we didn't record. So the episodes are kind of a little belated. So we're hoping that now we can kind of have it more yeah, we're normal, back. normal schedule. But, uh, yeah, the D.C. trip was fantastic. Um, my dad retired back in June, and he is a huge history buff. And we wanted to uh, – my sister and I wanted to take him on, like, a present trip. He's never been to D.C. to really see it. He's been through it but never had never visited. And so we planned it and surprised him in the summer and then – October worked out the best for us and we picked a great weekend the weather was fantastic we were there for basically four days we f- I flew in like Friday morning I got in at like 12 30 in the afternoon and they had gotten in at like 7 30 in the morning because it's only an hour flight from Canton to DC so they were there real early um and so we saw all the stuff you normally would see the Smithsonian's we walked around we went on a night tour on a bus and it was fantastic I highly recommend if you've never been to DC and you don't mind walking and you're into museums, go. It, you will not um, be disappointed. There are so many different types of museums, so much stuff to see. Uh, the one day my dad was kind of tired of walking, so we went back to the hotel. And then my sister and I were like, oh, we'll go to the National Gallery, right? So like, oh, we'll go see some paintings. That place is in tense like it is a, a labyrinth maze and it like we were like we did not know what we were getting ourselves into we were there for like two and a half three hours and we didn't even see I mean we probably saw a third of what there is to see we kind of rushed through to see like the big they have a da Vinci so we wanted to see the da Vinci they have a lot of Van Gogh so we wanted mm-hmm. to see the, those um so we saw what we really wanted to see but if you really wanted to like spend the time and really look and I mean, it's a whole day. It would be like a day thing. Yeah. I like that, the way you introduce that. You're like, ah, we'll just go to the National Gallery. <laughs> like, it's just so nonchalant. And then you're like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, wow. This <laughs> is the National yeah, Gallery. National, they're not joking around. Um, but then, so on Friday morning when they got there so early, they went ahead and walked. Because we stayed at the Holiday Inn, which was really, really nice. And it's right behind the Smithsonian Air and Space Museum, which is not that far from the Capitol and from the Library of Congress and things. Um I mean, D.C., that part of D.C. is very walkable. Like, it's oh, yeah, to everything. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and so they went to the Library of Congress without me because they were killing time because it opens at 8.30. And so I was our schedule kind of didn't follow for me to be able to go, and I wanted to get my library card. That was, like, my goal for the trip was, like, I am going to get my Library of Congress library card. I filled out the form online ahead of time. So all I had to do was go in with my driver's license, get my picture, get my card. Um, and I put it – I got that card, obviously, and it's on our Instagram if you want to see. But – 
I was like, okay, I'm going to go. So Monday morning, our flight wasn't until like 8 o'clock Monday night. So we had all day Monday. But they had already been. So they're like, we're good. We're going to hang out, sleep in. I was like, all right, I'm going to get up. I'm going to walk over there. I'm going to go to the Capitol. Or I'm going to see the Capitol. I'm going to go to the Library of Congress. So I walk over there. Um, and it's an uphill walk. And I was like, oh. I did the same thing in San Francisco. I was like, oh, man, this is a short walk. And you're like, nope, it isn't short. Right before you have to take a picture. Yeah. like, oh, great. This is like heaving breaths. Uh, So I get there right after it opened. And, of course, like three huge tour groups show up the same time I show up. And I'm like, dang it. So I'm like stuck in these tour groups with these people who are 30, 40 years older than me. And I'm just waiting to get in. And I get in. And I'm like, in awe. Like, if you've never been to the Library of Congress, go. It is beautiful. It's probably the most beautiful building on the inside that I've ever seen. The architecture, the paintings, it was gorgeous. And so walked around, and then I'm like, okay, because um, it's easier to go. So there, that's the Jefferson Building. The main building is the Jefferson Building. And then across the street is the Madison Building, where you actually go to get your library card. Which the Madison Building is nice, but it's very much like a 1960s style, like utilitarian, not meant to be pretty, meant to be functional. Um, and so I was like, well, I'm going to go to the gift shop because if I'm going to spend any money in DC on stuff, it's going to be at the library of Congress. Makes sense. And so I get down there right around nine o'clock and the gift shop doesn't open until nine 30. So a little hint, if you're going to DC, the gift shop doesn't open until nine 30. So I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to kill some more time in here. So, I mean, I really, cause I was just kind of looking real quick at everything. Cause I really wanted to like get my library card and, and meet up with them. And so I'm like, all right, I guess I'm killing time. So I actually got to see more and it was actually really cool because I got to see more stuff than I was planning on seeing. And the thing that I love was the Jefferson library. They had his, he had donated his books after his death to the library of Congress. And they have this display of all these books that he owned or books that would, he would have owned that were in his catalog, but they didn't have. And, and they're going through and they're digitizing his collection too. So the sections so cool. would be missing and be like, this section is being digitized. So eventually it's going to be on the Library of Congress site that you're going to be able to see the digital copies Mm -hmm. of Thomas Jefferson's library, which I think is amazing. Um, So I did that and then went and got my spent my money um, at the at the gift shop and then went across the street and got my library card. So it was an amazing experience. I loved it. I would definitely recommend if you like architecture, if you like libraries, go. It is worth I mean, it's not going to be obviously a whole day thing. It's you could probably an hour, hour and a half too, if you yeah. really wanted to read the s- descriptions because they have kind of rotating um, displays right now. They have one about baseball. So there's a whole kind of um, thing about American baseball and then they have the Jefferson library and there's other, th- and those kind of rotate through Jefferson library is probably always there, but the baseball thing was kind of an exhibit that was probably going to move out eventually. Um, so it was awesome. And for a librarian to get to go, like that's as an American librarian, that's like the pinnacle library. If there's yeah. one library you want to go to, it's the Library of Congress. That's so cool. I want to go, well, I've been to Washington, D.C., but we kind of went in like a um, a rush trip or it was faster. Um, and so I, uh, I, we didn't see the Library of Congress, so I definitely want to go. We actually were going through very quickly so that we could go to Hershey, Pennsylvania to go to Hershey World. And I just remember my dad and I were like, why are we here? My, my niece really wanted to go. But I was like, why? Why are we not back in Washington, D.C. where we could be seeing all the seeing things, cool things? Like the Washington Monument. That was the big joke on our trip. Between the three of us, we took 50 pictures of the Washington Monument. And at some point, we're like, 
why do we have so many pictures of the Washington Monument? But we'd pass it every time. I mean, mm-hmm. you can see it from pretty much everywhere. Um, because no, no building in Washington, D.C. is allowed to be over 12 stories tall. We learned that on the tour. And so it's like the the high, the tallest thing in the whole city. So or that part of, of D.C. Um, and so you see it from everywhere. So you see it from different angles and the clouds are different and the lighting's different. So you yeah. have to get a picture. And so we have like 50 pictures of the Washington Monument. So our plan is to um, my mom has one of those digital photo frames mm-hmm. and we have a plan because she doesn't listen to this, so I can say it. Uh, <laughs> my sister and I and my dad are all going to photobomb her frame at the same time with all of our pictures of the Washington Monument. I so love as that. As it goes through, it's Joe's idea. Joe gets credit. And we're just going to like send. So basically her her um, photo frame will just be Washington Monument, Washington Monument. <laughs> um, so we're excited about that. And every once in a while, I just send my picture. I send my sister a picture of the Washington Monument. I'm like, here, in case you were missing it. And then she'll send me <laughs> here one. It so is. it's like a thing. Um but yeah, I was such a fun trip. We ate at really good places and we, my dad got to see the Ford's theater, which was like one of the things he really wanted to see. Um, uh, we saw lots of tour groups. It's like the middle school place to take kids. Like, do you have a sixth grader? Take them to DC. Do you have a seventh grader? Take them to DC. Cause they are so many tour groups. Yeah. I don't think I've seen that many tour buses in my entire life. There are tour buses everywhere. That's incredible because we never did anything like that. We went to like Monaghan's to see the white sand dunes. I think that's it. No, we did. We did that. Sixth grade was D.C. Seventh grade was Philly. Those, But then it was like an eight it, for D.C. What? I think it's like a nine hour drive. And Philly was like an eight or nine hour drive. So it wasn't that bad from where I grew up to take it's a crazy. Um, OK. In the fifth grade, we did go to um, San Angelo, San Angelo, Texas. Look I remember that trip because um, I bought a matching jean vest jean short combo that I wore and I made my friend take a picture of me on the steps of the yellow school bus. I feel like you have that picture. Oh, I do. (laughs) I'm wearing socks and Birkenstocks and maybe butterfly clips. Um, it's very embarrassing, but I was like, I have never looked. Is there a digital copy of that picture? I can, I can get it and make it digital. I, I have it because we were going through some pictures and Heather was like, oh, wow, this is what you looked like as a child. And I was like, yeah, that was like my hottest moment. I think I had just started blow drying my hair, too. So I was like, man, I'm really living the life. So, so yeah, that was my big. So basically, trip. if we find pictures, I'll try to find mine of D.C. I know I have them somewhere. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, though, we've had really, you know, we've good weekends coming up. We've had stuff going on yeah. and then we had concerts and had Ed Sharon tickets at the end of the month. Yeah. So it's been October was a month. And looking way uh, into yeah. the future, we uh, that's right. Booked a trip and we are going to Vegas. Vegas. So we're very excited. Uh, I wanted to go to Scotland. Uh, Joe said no, I wasn't in the budget. So I was looking up trips and I was like, Vegas, he likes Vegas. And then I was like, I texted him. I was like. Uh, take me to Vegas for my birthday. It's way cheaper than Scotland. And so he's like, if you can find somebody to watch the kids, I'm in. So I was like, I knew I was gold. So yeah, we're going for my birthday. I turned 35 January 5th. And so I get to spend my birthday. I spent my 21st birthday in Vegas and now I get to spend my 35th birthday in Vegas. So it'll be two very different experiences. I feel like, but I am super excited and maybe it won't be, I will live like a 21 year old. So I have a little self-control. So I am really excited. Yeah, basically, Nicole was booking her trip, and I was like, I really would like to go on that trip. And she was like, oh, my God, that'd be so fun. So I was like, good, I'm booking my <laughs> tickets right now. I'm going to be in Vegas so. when you're in Vegas, and we'll just hang out. Like, yeah. That's what's going to happen. So it's we're very, fun. very excited about it. Um, but on a work note, 
Uh, and it's nice to go on a positive thing because mm-hmm. like we talked about earlier, this week's been stressful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're just going to think about so Vegas while we talk yeah. about this. But um, so we've, you know, we talked about that we have the one-to-one in the laptops and how the job, our job has transitioned a bit, whether we liked it or not, into becoming some, doing IT work. Like mm-hmm. um, sometimes we're spending an hour a day doing IT work. Days like today, we're spending the majority of our day yeah. doing IT work. Um, so the laptops get finicky. Weird things happen. Windows doesn't act right. And we're the ones who have to troubleshoot it now. Like that's what we do. And Mm. so a lot of times we can get real angry and get upset and annoyed. And we, you know, are real upset that this has become our job, but we're trying really hard to put a positive spin on it because we can't fit this until something happens later where they hire somebody to do this or something like that. It's our job. It's what we have to do. Um, And so we are trying to work on um, being positive about it and Mm -hmm. finding ways to uh, laugh about it when things go crazy uh, and take a positive spin. And I think that's happening with a lot of librarians. I think we're finding that... um, what we thought was our job, what, why we went into libraries is not always what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And you can definitely look at that in two different ways and be angry about it and be bitter and, um, kind of focus on all the things that you wish you were doing and that you aren't doing, or you can figure out a way to create systems that allow you to do what you still love to do and what you went into libraries for while still taking care of these detail things that you don't want to do, but you have to do. Yeah. And we, you know, Today was one of those days where we spent almost the entire day working on laptops and um, we could not figure out what was going on, which eventually we did. Uh, Nicole solved it through a Google search, (laughs) which there you go. Um, But then we left the day feeling successful because we had learned something new. Yeah, we learned a thing. I was like, man, this is like a skill that is going to help us so much. And I just think... We're learning and we're experiencing it. And, you know, we're, if anything, we're just giving, we're making ourselves more marketable because we are gaining more skills than we had before. So, yeah, I think that, um, I think we, we see a a lot of people around us getting, getting very, very upset and it's understandable. Um, but I mean, man, what's the, what's the point in, uh, in focusing on it? We, I, I still enjoy my job and I, yeah, definitely. Too. We still love our jobs. We just have days where the computers don't work or the poster maker doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, that was earlier this week. We had poster maker issue. I thought I was going to lose my mind and I w- had convinced myself that a certain teacher had broken the poster maker. And so I was like, that person broke the poster maker and now I'm mad at them. And then I realized that it wasn't working because I hadn't closed the lid. And I was like, okay, well, I also think maybe they had something to do with it. So I was really transferring my anger to someone else. But I mean, even things like that, man, it's just, what can you do about it? Yeah. And it's one of those moments where you're like, okay, if I get upset about this, I'm the only one who's being hurt by it. Yeah. So, I mean, you have to kind of figure out what you can and can't do. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes you have to hit a point where like, I don't know how to fix that. And the person who might know isn't here. Mm -hmm. So then you have to then tell whoever, whether it's a teacher or a student, be like, I don't have the answer right now. And as a librarian, that's okay. As long as you say, I'm going to help figure it out. Mm -hmm. That's the other line. Like, I don't know the answer, but let me help you find it. Yeah. And it may not be right now. And one of the things that we're doing that works really well for us because we knew that if we just let kids come in whenever they were having an issue and teacher just teachers just send kids whenever then the laptops were going to become our life. There was going to be all yeah. we ever did. And that's not what we wanted. So there had to be a way to manage 
that um, our new role with these laptop IT kind of stuff with what we were supposed to be doing with our jobs. Uh, and so Kat had set up the system last year and we just kind of took it from her and they have to fill out a form. We tell every kid you have to fill out the form because it gives us great data because now mm -hmm. we know when kids fill the form, what time, when we see them, we have a color coding system of when we've um, sent passes for them to come down. So they, we do not take drop-ins. We take drop-ins in the morning on Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's mm -hmm. kind of our policy. And for us, it's been hard in the beginning to tell kids no, because you know, we want to help them. We want them to yeah. be, like get assistance, but we also know that there are other things that need to be done too. And kids have to learn that in life, they're going to have to fill out a form and wait. Mm -hmm. like, that's a thing that happens right. in life when you're an adult is that you don't always get the assistance you need right when you need it. And you have to go through a process. Right. So, uh, we're teaching them a life skill mm -hmm. on top of it. And so they fill out the form. And then on Tuesdays and Thursdays, we call them down from class. We do what we can. We most of the time swap laptops out, which is the issue we were having today is that they weren't this group of laptops we had weren't connecting to the Wi-Fi. Either they wouldn't let us log in or they wouldn't be on the Wi-Fi. Um, and they so had lost their mind. They, yeah, they were like, I hate the Internet. I'm done. I never yeah. want to see the Internet again. It's like they broke up. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it was an issue and we got one of the um, gentlemen from EdTech came to look at it with us and he's like, yep, this is a problem. And we know we don't exactly know how to solve it yet. So we trouble, I mean, we troubleshot it and we finally figured out for the most part, a solution mm -hmm. that worked, but we did what we need, what we could do what we needed to do. And then on Monday we're going to be like, all right, cool. What, you know, do they still work? Do they still have the internet? I mean, it's going to be a constant process yeah. for us. And the guy who came to help us, his name is Jason Spears. He's fantastic. And he helped, helped us solve problems. He was like moving laptops around with us. At one point he went out to break up a fight. fight so. I mean, he was like here for the long haul. So I think that helps too. When you're like, okay, there are big wigs. We're going to call Jason a big wig. If you're listening to this, Jason, you're welcome. And, uh, <laughs> that, that will come down and help us as well. And, and I think that it, that's true in, in all of these programs. But I think sometimes when you're in our position, you're like, I'm alone and I'm not going to ask for any help. And, um, so I think that is also another thing that we've learned is we just, we have to reach out and ask for help if we can't figure it out, because if not, I think we would bust all the laptops and then like lose our minds. Yeah. So, it, but it's, it's definitely doable. It's not, um, it's not a make or break for our job, I don't think. And, and because we, like Nicole said, manage it and manage our time, um, we, and we talk about this all the time, we are not going to allow this to take over yeah. our jobs. Like it's part of what we have to do. Mm -hmm. And do we want to have to do it? No. Would we love an IT person to come in and take it away from us? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But if that's not going to happen, then we have to figure out how to manage it. And I think that that's where some people focus on the negative part of it. And we're trying to focus on the, no, we don't like it, but we're going to try not to let it bother us yeah. and kind of move on. And Sometimes we'll be successful in that and sometimes we won't, but you know, it's yeah. all, it's a learning process. It's one of those don't worry, be happy moments. Yeah. We, we have played that quite song a bit. in the background. Yeah. If we, if I we love that song. If we had the copyright, which we don't. So it's true. So I'm glad you said that. Cause I was like, Oh, we should totally play that. And it was like, for some reason, copyright had left my mind, even though we talked about it multiple times in the past few weeks. Uh, I don't know. So, I mean, that's, that's, it's, it's not even a negative point. It's just like, that's kind of a very neutral thing that's yeah. happening in our world, but also um, something super, super, yeah, super, super cool happened, um, and it involves synth, which if you have not heard of it yet, it's S-Y-N-T-H, um, and if you haven't heard of synth, you've probably heard of Swivel, yes, which definitely is heard the of bomb. Um, if you haven't 
uh, you need to look that up too. We'll put we'll put it all on the, on the website. Um, but basically, Swivel is a, a company that does a lot of things. But the coolest thing ever that they make is the swivel. It's mm-hmm. like a um, presentation. I don't. I'm like, how would you even describe it? I don't know. It's hard. To, it's it holds the iPad, so it's set to go with tablets. We use it with our iPad, and so you put the iPad in it, and it has a receiver that the presenter wears and so if you're being if you're recording yourself so it's made to record presentations so great tool for if you're doing like a flip classroom type deal and so you um you wear the receiver a little thing around your neck and then if you move around the swivel robotically move it doesn't follow you it moves back and forth not like Mm -hmm. it's not like a um one of those vacuum cleaners (laughs) it like walks around (laughs) but it it follows you back and forth so that way the camera is never off of you so if you tend to be one of those people who wanders when they present it follows you around which it is, is really so cool. cool and the piece itself at, um, has a part on the bottom that can go onto a, tri- a tripod mm-hmm. so it's nice so you can set it up and so our capstone our AP capstone kids past three years have used mm-hmm. our swivel to record yeah. and they have an app that goes with it that has a cloud so then you can record onto swivel you record it to the cloud and then what they do is then they then download it and email the the videos out to the students so Mm -hmm. the students can actually see their recordings because they have to give analysis of kind of what they thought went well where Mm -hmm. they need to improve stuff like that so it's a great it would be a great tool for speech classes things like that so we love swivel we've known about it for a couple years Um, and they have this new product coming out called synth which is like a podcasting hosting site but it's more than that it's like podcasting meets uh, Padlet meets... That's what I was about um, to say, meets a Padlet. What's the other one, the Microsoft one? Flipgrid. Flipgrid. Yeah, yeah, so it's kind of a combo of those. And um, we'd heard about it, and then I was on Twitter, and somebody had tweeted us basically talking about us podcasting and that we used Audacity. And so I had seen the tweet, and I responded back, and I was like, yeah, we use Audacity because we have PCs, and it's a free software. I said, but we are looking into Synth because we'd heard about it, and we'd heard cool things uh, about it because it's in, it's still in beta. And so within, I don't know, 10 minutes probably, we had gotten a tweet back from, which at the time it was just from Synth, but it was actually from Brian Lamb, who is the CEO of Synth. And he's on it as far as social yeah, media, by the way. On like, the ball. Um, so good. within 10 minutes, he'd responded and he's like, yeah, let us know if you need anything. We'd uh, love to get you guys tacos and talk about it. And I was like, finally, we've been doing this for almost a full year. We finally got somebody to give us yeah. free tacos. We've just been doing this for free tacos. So, and we finally did it. Um, and so we DM'd back and forth. And basically, we set up this um, conference call on Wednesday afternoon to talk about what synth was about and kind of how we could utilize it and how teachers could utilize it. And it kind of fit perfectly into our tech ness because it kind of fits with what we already do and what, how we're wanting students to use it because that's kind of been our big push this year mm-hmm. is student podcasting. And it's perfect for that. Um, so he was super nice, super on time. It was like 1145. He was on it. Uh, and so we got to talk to him. He showed us, uh, he screen shared with us kind of how synth is working and what the kind of updates that are coming up with it. So um, do you want to talk more about kind of what we... Yeah, it's so cool. So basically synth is podcasting in bytes. So um, every recording is 256 seconds, which initially um, I was like, well, that's not very long. Um, for us, but, we usually have our podcasts go like 50 minutes long. Yeah, so. but it's actually... 
what, four minutes and 16 mm-hmm. seconds. Um, I was doing quick math in my head just then. Cause I didn't when, so initially when Brian was like, yeah, it's 256 seconds. I was like, that is not long enough. And then a few seconds later he was like, I mean, four minutes and 16 seconds. And I was like, oh wow, I'm so bad at math. <laughs> that is pretty long for, for students, especially. So basically you get on and you record these bites and then you can either play them individually or you can play them in this continuous stream where it becomes more of like a lengthy podcast, but you can also tag every bite with different individual tags um, and personalize them. So essentially what you could do is you could create a class and you can put everybody in. One of the cool things is if you are under 16, you have to be invited into um a class setting and you're like, you have a student page. And so you can't see as much as a 16 and over can, which is actually a really good thing, especially in podcasting, because while podcasting is a really great way to share your thoughts and your feelings and your voice, um, it's also a really good way to share all your thoughts and your feelings (laughs) and your voice. And sometimes that's not something like a 12 year old needs to hear. And so you record these bites, um, you can invite students in and then they can record. So like, let's say we're doing a podcast about, um, I don't know, what are we podcasting about? Civil liberties. About civil liberties. We've got one of those coming and up in December. And then every student is assigned a different civil liberty and they do their little bite. And it's this whole class podcast, right? Then what you can do, and this is my favorite part, is you can go in and comment on those bites with your own little bite. bite. So then you can have students go in and comment. And then when you play it as this continuous podcast, it's not only your students talking, but it's your students having conversations about what they've learned and what they've heard. And because it's that said, it's in a teacher setting, it's not public. Mm-hmm. So the student has to own what they said. They have to assign their name with their account so that it's not anonymous in that aspect. So they can't just harass people Mm -hmm. with it, but also it's not out for everybody to see. It's not a public one where, and there is a public side of synth too, where you can have them open where everybody can see it. But on the teacher side, you can keep it private. So it's just within that class. Right. And it's, I just, I was so excited when Brian was telling us all about it because in my head, I was just thinking, Oh my God, like we, could have a class create a podcast and then send it to a school in on the other side of the world and have them respond and then have this podcast that's been created thousands of miles apart and suddenly these students are collaborating together. I mean, the yeah. idea of the collaboration that it opens up is the most incredible thing. It's like just so exciting. I didn't me. even think about that. Like I thought about like being able to comment on each other's and that aspect, but I never even thought about the fact that you, if you say you're, you teach government and we're in Texas and you have a teacher who teaches government in New York and you're doing a similar topic and you happen to know that person or they're Mm -hmm. in your online PLN, you know, I'm on Twitter, you're just tweeting out to people and you're like, Hey, I want to do this like, um, synth podcast thing. And you can just, there's so much exchange that could happen. My mind. It's so exciting. Like the idea of collaboration in 2018 is the most exciting thing ever. And people are always like, the kids should get off their social media. Kids should look away from this. The internet is scary. And like there, I I think that's true in some ways, 
Um, probably, and I'm not a parent, so I always have real liberal views about that. <laughs> so when people are like, could you get off their cell phones? I'm like, whatever, that's dumb. I mean, I might, I would feel different if I had kids, I'm sure. Um, but I always just see the positive aspects of it. Like, oh my God, well, then, we imagine? always talk about them trying to learn good digital citizenship skills and they can't learn them if they, if they never, if they never use it positively, they're never going to learn good skills. Right. So it's, it's one thing to be like, oh, get off of it. But it's like, well, they're not going to listen to you. But if mm-hmm. you still look, if you're going to use it, then you have to use it like this. And right. And it builds that positive experience with it and that positive branding mm-hmm. that we're always talking about trying to get students to positively brand their online yeah and teaching them how to interact and meet new people it's like pen pals yeah for 2018 that's brian if you're listening you need to synth synth that it's pen pals for 2018 (laughs) that's your new commercial i will record it for you i just somebody else is gonna have to be the face it'll be like a blues traveler thing where there's somebody behind a curtain it's me and then a person in front i don't know if y'all remember that music video but that's that was kind of the whole gist of it but yeah, I think uh, it's just cool. It yeah, is so we're cool. very excited. So our plan is so we um, we're gonna obviously still do our normal podcast, our normal length, um, the way we've been doing it on Anchor because we do love Anchor and it definitely has a place um, for longer podcasts and things like uh-huh, that. Hundred percent. But this is a new cool option, especially I just the idea of the students using it and the teachers using it is. I mean, I love it. I just mm-hmm. I'm in love with the the whole. Yeah, behind it. So we're excited. So we're gonna do some cool stuff with it and share it with you guys. And we are really, really excited. So um, that's something for you to to kind of watch for. Um. So and it's gonna it's gonna challenge us. Yes, definitely. Because um, we definitely can go off on tangents. And so if we only know we only have four minutes and sixteen. Seconds, I feel like we should also to... just have a random bite. We're like, here's a random thought that I had. I <laughs> I think that's important. I won't talk for four minutes about random thoughts. Or maybe I will, but we'll give her four minutes for her yeah, random thoughts. of random thoughts. It's like a, what grinds my gears things, except <laughs> it's very positive and I'll just say things, random, happy thoughts that I've thought. Um, so then we wanted to kind of end today cause we we're, we're still planning out our synth thing for next week. So we'll let you guys know on social media how that's going and what we're kind of what the plan is. Cause we're still working it out, but we thought we would end, um, the podcast today on either a book, a podcast recommendation or a library hack recommendations we have something like that you can walk away with go Mm -hmm. oh i'd like to read that oh i'd like to listen to that so um i'm gonna do mine i'm reading a book called the nowhere girls by amy reed um it is fantastic i'm actually not done yet i have about an hour and 20 minutes left on the audiobook and it's really really good um lisa zinke recommended it to me uh through overdrive and it's fantastic but one of the things i love about it is that um it's I mean, it's very YA. It's 16 plus for sure. So definitely not middle school friendly, but it reminds me a lot of Jennifer Matthews Moxie, but grown up, like dealing with the same type of topics they deal with in Moxie, but even more. Mm -hmm. And it takes on rape culture in a high school and it really is very gritty. And there are parts of it where, especially in the audiobook, I was listening to it on the way home from the concert and it gets to a really gritty scene and I had to turn it off. I had to be like, I can't listen to this right now. Like I need to listen to something else Mm -hmm. and come back to it because I just wasn't emotionally ready for it yet. So it definitely is impactful, but it's a book I wish I had had in high school. I wish this book existed when I was in high school, when I was going and other girls I knew who were going through these things about dealing with um, kind of becoming 16 year old sexual beings and like not knowing what was okay and what wasn't okay and things like this. And that other girls thought the same things. Mm -hmm. If I had had this book, I think I would have felt 
a lot better. Now, as a mother, my 16-year-old reading that, it would be hard because yeah. it would definitely be, you definitely have to deal with things in a way um, that you would probably not enjoy dealing with, but it's so important. Um, so it's fantastic. I highly suggest it if you can handle um, that kind of subject matter and know that it's pretty intense, it's definitely worth the read. And the yeah. audiobook's fantastic too. I'm excited to read it. It's on my list of stuff to read. Um, after I read some like fluffy. Yeah. Fun I, book. After this one, I need something fluffy. Mm-hmm. So I, there's those books that when you finish, you're like, okay, I need like a Jennifer E. Smith. I need a Cassie West. I need mm-hmm. something. A Jenny Han. I need a Jenny Han. Something like that to kind of cleanse the palate and then you can move right. on. So that's definitely my plan for the next yeah. one. So I have a couple podcast recommendations. Um, side note, I feel like we need a jingle. Well, one, I think we need jingles for all of the different parts of our um, podcast. And I feel like synth will make that perfect because yes. we can be like, now well, it's he a jingle. Because he said there were going to be embedded sounds, music, yeah. sounds in there too. Because when you cool. said that book po- podcast library hack, I heard like that 50s, like <laughs> the like book podcast library hack. I like heard that in my head and I was like, yeah, we need that. So I'll be working on that. <laughs> Um, at home and singing it into my phone, but I've got a couple podcasts to recommend. As I've said numerous times, I'm like all about the podcast. Um, and one of my favorite podcasts is Serial, and that's like you know everybody right now is rolling their eyes. They're like, yeah, that's everybody's favorite podcast. Um, but I stuck it through the Bo Bergdahl uh, season, which most people did not. They were like, goodbye, I'm not listening to this, which was the second season. Um. And I even listened to like some spinoff podcasts about um, Adnan Syed, which was season one. Um, But season three is about Cleveland, Ohio, and it is all it's about the court system. And they look at judges and case different cases. And um, they're in East Cleveland, which is its own town, which I'm Mm -hmm. sure you know. Um, But it's the poorest town in the United States. It's insane. The stuff that happens there. Um, But it really like cracks wide open what is happening in Cleveland, which everybody, you know, I, I went to Cleveland five years ago and I just remember before I went, everybody was like, dude, Cleveland is like very dangerous. So mm-hmm. you should watch out. And, um, there were lots of places we didn't go because of that. Yeah. Basically you could only go down to J- what it's Jacobs field. I don't care what anybody calls it. It's Jacobs field, um, <laughs> where the Indians play and, and Gundarina, which it's not Gundarina anymore either, but that's where the Cavs play. And they're all kind of right next to each other. Mm-hmm. There was, there's restaurants and things right there. And that was really the safest part of Cleveland, of yeah. downtown Cleveland. Uh, and then you head over where the rock and roll hall of fame is and the, um, Cleveland, the Brown stadium, but that's kind of off and away from stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, there w- it didn't have that downtown feel. Cause you just didn't, I mean, I grew up when the Indians were good in the nineties, we would have partial season tickets and we, that's the only part of Cleveland you went mm-hmm. to. You didn't want to go anywhere else. You had to be real careful when you drove places. Um, yeah. the orchestra hall is near the, the hospital district. Mm-hmm. And it was very much like you go to the hall, you get out the car, you leave. Like you don't want to stop. You don't want to. Yeah. Cause you just never felt super, super safe. Cleveland is going through a gentrification. It's going through and up that part of downtown Cleveland. Mm -hmm. It's getting better for all my Ohio friends. I know that it's getting better. We love Cleveland and we all love Cleveland, but it definitely there. It's, there are times where you wouldn't feel you want safe there. I, um, I don't know. It's, it's pretty crazy. I, it just, it kind of looks into all that crime and the way it's handled and the justice system. And it's very, very, very well done. Um, it's fascinating. The episodes come out on Thursday. In fact, yesterday 
I was like, oh my God, it's Thursday, new cereal. And then I realized that in the last episode, um, Sarah Koenig was like, and I'll be back in two weeks. And I was like, no. And I'm also listening to this podcast called Happy Face. And I'm going to put a disclaimer out there right now that Happy Face is about a serial killer. And it is really told through his daughter's eyes. Um, and she is talking about like her experiences with him and, but it also talks about all these murders that he committed and it is real gruesome and some of it is very explicit. So, um, you definitely don't want to listen to it around your kids. And, um, if that's something that you are not, that you can't handle, you just want to avoid it altogether. Um, but it is fascinating. It is, oh my God, especially to hear his daughter talk about, um, all the memories that she has of him that are totally flipped because he's murdering people at the same time. Um, and like, but just kind like of being her like experience. a great dad. Yeah. During- I mean, I think he was kind of a jerk, but he was, she just saw him as yeah. her dad, but she does talk about, and this is not a giveaway or anything. She talks about this one time she was staying at his house and she looked up on the ceiling and she was like, there's something all over his ceiling. She said it looked like chocolate. And she was like, it was blood. I just didn't realize it at the time. And I was like, no, <laughs> but it's also really good. It's super sad. Um, but I, I don't know. I kind of like stuff like that. And then I, Last year, I listened to, or I guess a year and a half ago, I listened to this podcast called Mitching, Mitching, that's not right, Missing Richard Simmons, and um, it's about how Richard Simmons has basically disappeared, if you didn't know that. Just one day, he quit going to Slimmons, which is his uh, exercise uh, place. Um, he just quit going, and all the all the people that were in his classes were like, um, what? He's our best friend. Where is he? And he hasn't come out of his house really since then. So they thought like he'd been kidnapped or whatever. They thought his maid was holding him hostage. Um, And some people said he was transitioning like quietly and he sued the people that said that. Um, But anyway, there was a podcast about this guy that was like, oh, where did he go? And so I listened to that a long time ago and was really into it. And then yesterday he put out... um, and uh, missing Richard Simmons 18 months later. And I thought he was going to like break the case wide open. And basically he was like, yeah, no, he's still, still missing. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's not fun. But he was, he, he's promoting this new podcast that he's doing. Um, that's all about Y2K. It's like about the event and what, how people reacted to it. So um, anyway, that's what I've been doing with my time. <laughs> Listening to so many podcasts. I can't stop. I'm, I'm obsessed with them. So um, if you're looking for, if you're, if you want something good about courts, cereal, if you want something real gruesome, happy face, if you love Richard Simmons, uh, or your mom made you work out to sweat into the oldies as a child, me listen to missing Richard Simmons. So there you go. You got three recommendations. Yeah, three. One, so. I know. All right. So we're next week. We'll be rolling out the sin thing and we'll be talking about that. Uh, we can't wait. So have a great weekend. Everybody. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.